Here's another romantic song by someone with a better love life than yours. All Flavors Radio plays what you want to hear when you want to hear it 24-7. As we begin to look at what we want, as we begin to look toward the future, what's going to be crucial for you is every time you find yourself saying that you can't do something, you've got to affirm to yourself, hey, hey, no, 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 I can make it. This can happen for me. You've got powers within you, talents within you that you haven't even reached for yet. Now, whatever goal you have, here's what we know. You're going to have some opposition. You're going to have some difficulties. You're going to have some challenges. Long journey, long dark night. But when you hold on to your dream, don't let anybody kill it in you. Just hold on to that dream. When it doesn't make sense to anybody, including you sometimes, just hold on. Once you give yourself an opportunity to try and to stretch, you'll find out you can do more than you can ever begin to imagine. The first level to success in life, the very first level is you seeing it. Like it's clear to you. You know exactly what you want. You know exactly when you want it. You know exactly what it tastes like. You know what it looks like. Before you really blow up, blow up, and you get success, you literally have it in the palm of your hand without having it. What does your dream look like? What does it smell like? What does it taste like? The problem with some of y'all is you want somebody else to support your dream. It's yours. I don't know you would die. It's your dream. If you want it to happen, get your butt up and make it happen. If you want it to happen, rise and grind. I ain't put my dream on nobody else, and I don't care what nobody think about my doggone dream. This my time. This my moment. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Ain't no such thing as tomorrow. We only got today. It's necessary that you be patient. It's necessary that you take a stand, that you dig in. It's necessary to know there are going to be some difficult times. I know I'm going to have to take some blows. Find out how strong I am. Can I stand up? I know I'm going to experience some rejection and disappointment. I know there are going to be some hard decisions to make. The things are going to be so uncertain that I'm going to feel overwhelmed and feel like I can't handle it. I know, I know I'm going to experience all of that. Why? It's necessary. It's a part of life. It's called life. All of that will create you to a certain kind of music. That as you go through that experience, what you become in the process, that you'll discover a part of you that, that you did not know was there. Don't cry to give up. Cry to keep going. Don't cry to quit. You already in pain. You already hurt. Get a reward from it. Don't go to sleep until you succeed. It's about heart. You gotta have heart. Pain is temporary. It may last for a minute, or an hour, or a day, or even a year. But eventually, it will subside. and something else will take its place. If I quit, however, it will last forever. I dare you to take a little pain. 
I dare you. I dare you not to go home. Somebody said, I don't go home, I feel bad. Go, go through it. You ain't gonna die. At the end of pain is success.
Good evening, all flavors crew. How you all doing out there? In all flavors world. At the top of the hour, we have pain is temporary. And now you're listening to the sounds of Tupac and Dr. Dre. California Love. Yeah, and we have a nice little surprise in the studio. We have one half of Black Lotus in with us tonight. How are you doing, John John? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. How's everyone doing? Great, great, yeah. great to have you in with us. Yeah, um, stepping in for Naturally Lily, <coughs> who is um, tired. She's tired today, so yeah. I totally understand that. I woke up not feeling too great after the, the holiday, the bank holiday. Mm. It happens, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And are you feeling good? Yeah, I'm not too bad, not too bad. Just, you know, filling in. Hopefully, <laughs> I can do a good job. Not as good as naturally, Lily, but I'll try my best. Oh, I'm sure you'll be fine. I'm sure you'll be fine. So, just really kicking off, because there's quite a fair amount of content in tonight. Mm. And um, KJB may be joining us. We're not too sure. We'll see how that goes a little bit later on. But our questions for today, so we have more of questions as opposed to a scenario. We don't actually have a scenario tonight, mm. but two quite interesting questions. Mm. And what are the questions? So the questions we're looking at today are, why do young people want to grow up so fast? Mm. That's the first one. Yeah. Um, and the second one is, why does the refu- refugee status not extend to those from Europe? Exactly, because we were looking at that earlier, actually, and um, noting whether the Ukrainian, we know there's a Ukrainian war going on at the moment, and to see whether their status is uh, is regarding, <coughs> are they called refugees or are they just called Ukrainians? But yes, they are, because a refuge, a name for a refugee, or the meaning behind it is just someone seeking refuge. Yeah. So what? Why? Why are they saying that they'll send Africans to Rwanda, but not the Ukrainians? Mm. That is the question that we're going to kind of be looking at today, as well. Okay. But let's move straight into our facts. Okay. So we have a few facts that we're going to speak about, and um, we know that the world is a strange place sometimes. Yeah, definitely. And what's the first fact there that we can see? Um. So the first one is carving ice is a symptom of iron deficiency. Or is it craving ice? Or oh, craving, sorry, my bad. <laughs> if um, you like crunching ice after you finish your soda, you might be suffering from anemia, also known as pagophagia. The compulsive eating of ice may not just be a nervous tick, but a way of calling inflammation. Okay. Mm. In the mouth caused by a lack of iron, according to the Mayo Clinic. So if you like chomping down on those cubes, get. I might have to go see my doctor then. Yeah, I love ice. I yeah, don't know. I, I don't really know like how it. true that is. I yeah. love to chomp on a bit of ice. I mean, I've not had much because it's been relatively cold. Yeah. But if I've got ice in my drink, hey, let me just crunch on that. Yeah, it's like something refreshing after your drink. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, the the girls like it. The girls like to drink ice after they've had a drink. I just thought it was something that everybody liked, but maybe not. Mm. 
Well, there you go. But it says that if you do, if you if you like crunching ice after you've finished your soda, then you might be suffering from anemia, or as it says there, pagophagia. Is it pagophagia? Mm. So it's a compulsive eating. But it says there the compulsive eating of ice. Yeah. So not just not necessarily just after you've had a drink, mm. but if you have a compulsion to do it. Then that might be a bit of a problem. Yeah, probably. So craving ice is a symptom of iron deficiency. Well, that's our first fact. So what about the next one? Um. So the next one is sharp knives are safer than dull knives, mm. and this is actually true because the other day I cut myself trying to cut a sweet potato. They went right through my finger. Ooh, um, ouch! So it says sharp knives aren't actually as likely to cut you as dull ones because a sharp knife easily slices through mm. food. You only have to apply a small amount of pressure when using them. This means that you're more likely to cut the item you're intended to cut and not your hand. Yeah, I, I believe yeah, that. It's definitely true. Because it's yeah. a lot sharper, isn't it? So with a dull knife, you've got to put a lot more pressure on. Yeah. So then you're more than likely to slip off of yeah. the vegetable or whatever you're trying to cut. And then, like you just said, that you cut your finger cutting something. Yeah, sweet potato. Hey, and that you know, sweet potato skin is hard. Yeah, it was tough. It was hey, a tough one. Hey. and you're probably better using one of those potato peelers for something like that, mm. as opposed to a knife. But yeah, dull dull knives can cut through food easily, or they can't cut through um, food easily, and often cause injuries when resistance. Um, between the dull blade and the food surface suddenly gives way. So that's true, isn't it? Because it's so mm. such a strain, yeah. so hard yeah. to to cut the the whatever it is that you're trying to cut that yeah it can slip and cause problems. Mm. So oh again technical difficulties. Why is this happening today? I have no idea. All right. So it says since you have to use um much more pressure to cut with a dull knife. They often cause deep cuts and gouges opposed to the minor nicks of a sharp knife. Yeah, so keep your knife sharp and hone those skills for maximum safety. So, next one. So, tomato juice won't fix getting skunked. What's getting skunked? So, I think it's referring to, like, when you're sprayed by a skunk. Okay. I think maybe. Um, but let's read on. Instead of dousing yourself in V8, make a mixture of dish soap, peroxide and baking soda. The skunk spray is an oil. Yeah. Um, which your grease fighting dish soap will take care of. Peroxide and baking soda add plenty of oxygen to the mix to help get rid of the smell. So you need peroxide and baking soda to get rid of a smell. Yeah. I've never heard that before. Yeah. So peroxide, I know baking soda, uh, it does a world of wonders yeah. in many different areas of life. Lots of people use baking soda to clean. Although I recall trying to um, clean my cooker one time with baking soda mm. and it done more damage. Mm. So it, it was the, the whole cooker was just white mm. from maybe I, maybe I used too much. Who knows? Yeah, it could be like a mix from like the, the chemicals and stuff. Yeah, but peroxide and soda, they get rid of smell. As well as, obviously, it says that skunk spray, not that we've come up against any skunks in the UK. Yeah, have exactly. you seen any walking around in the, the, the forest, Mark, um, John Ash? I can't say that I have, personally. <laughs> so, so, I'm not too sure how much that applies to us. 
But Skunksway, for all of our listeners that may be listening in the States or in countries where you may get skunk sprayed mm. then there you go use a bit of dish soap as well as peroxide and baking soda right. to get rid of the oils because the spray is made up of oil and the smell is obviously the oxygen that's in the baking soda and the peroxide get rid of that mm. okay so one more one more so wikipedia is downloadable you can actually download the entirety of Wikipedia and keep it on a USB drive. Here's the link if you'd like to eliminate the middleman and own the source. The thing is, Wikipedia is not the best source of information, yeah. is it? No, not really. Not really. Because anybody can, can change the facts and go in and edit, so... Yeah, yeah. So, and that's the trouble with Wikipedia. That's why if you are a serious person and doing research, that's like one of the places that you definitely definitely do not want to be looking looking at for yeah. information yeah because it's not necessarily reputable yeah i'd definitely say use it as a point of reference okay point of reference but then still as a point of reference it might not isn't it be yeah um accurate as it were so yeah things such as google scholar yeah that's really good yeah because you get all of the scholarly magazines yeah, and articles, and, and articles and, yeah and that have you used you've used google yeah, scholar yeah, before I've used it a couple of times yeah and you can get quite a, a vast range of information mm. from there as well as through, i think lily and i have spoken about this three free forms mm. of three forms of information that collaborate or confirm what's been said yeah yeah so that's another way in which we can, um, yeah. Do we want to download Wikipedia? Well, mm. each to his own, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. It could come <laughs> in handy, maybe, but I don't know. There's better uses for a USB, so. <laughs> exactly. Um, how big is it? It says you can keep it on a USB drive. Do you want to? Uh, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? So number 16 says it, if, and it can act as your tour guide. Oh, so Wikipedia... Mm. It can allow you, if you sorry, if you allow Wikipedia to know your location, it can provide you with pages about subjects relevant to where you're using it. Oh, that's that's yeah, quite that's a good useful. function. Yeah, that's very that's very useful. But is it going to be accurate? That's 50, the next question. 50-50, isn't guess. it? Mm. Is there another app that that uses um, locations where where you can scan in and see what's nearby? Um. I guess like Google Maps. Yeah. Like to some extent. Yeah. But. Wikipedia again. Has anyone tried it out there? Have you tried it, listeners? Did you even know that you could download Wikipedia to USB and use it to provide you with um, relevant subjects about the area that you're in or places to go, people to see? Mm. Let us know. Let us know. Okay. So what about um, the, this last one? Um, <clears throat> so there are more life forms on your body than on than people on earth you are a planet teeming with microbes trillions of them inhabit your body in fact 90% of cells in your body are actually composed of microbes did you know that? no I didn't 90% I didn't of the cells in your body are composed of microbes with an actual walk, an actual walking universe mm. What does, 
how does it make you feel? Do you because sometimes you do itch a bit, don't you? No, I don't know. It makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. And it's like, oh. Yeah. But take a bit of skin, put it under the the micro. Yeah. The 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 microscope, and see what's living on us. Yeah. In our hair. Yeah, like you kind of got me itching now. (laughs) He is actually itching. I don't know. John John's itching in the studio, guys, because it it, 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 it does kind of flag up something. And nah, you've got like a beardy moustache. Yeah. So you must have oh. stuff living in there as well. Most probably. Yeah. And on our teeth, what about our teeth naturally, Lily? Do things live on our teeth like microbes? There must be mm. I don't know. I don't know. But then the forming of plaque and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. What forms that? Is that just through... Because if you brush every day and it still forms, then something mm. there's some kind of biological thing going on there, right? Yeah. As well as under your nails? If you've yeah. got pets and you're, you're, you're petting your pets and under your nails... Yeah. Uh, John, I stop itching now. Stop, it's not that bad. It's not as, it's not as bad as that. No, you started it off. <laughs> okay, Lily says, Lily says there, let's have a look what she says there regarding the teeth. She says that... Um, Yes, we have bacteria in the mouth. And I guess that's where, like, you know, if you've got halomatosis, is it called halomatosis? Halitosis. Mm. The, where the, the bad breath um, might come from. Yeah. Or if, you, if you're, um, your teeth decay, yeah. then maybe that's more bacteria in the mouth. I don't know, but that's just one part of the body. Mm. As opposed to, like we said, the hair and the eyes, because I know we have things living in our eyelashes. Yeah. And um, yeah, so Lily says, yes, we have bacteria in the mouth. Saliva and brushing help prevent um, disease and gingivitis caused by bacteria plus other contributors like sugar, I guess. Mm. Sugar, smoking, alcohol, all those things will add to the barrage of the ecosystem that we have going Mm. on in our bodies. So did you hear that? 90% 90% of ourselves are what? Yeah, they're composed of microbes. Microbes in the body. It's a big number. 90%, yeah. So that's like more than, yeah, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot, beautiful people. So it says that there are more life forms on our body than people on Earth. Mm. How many people live on the Earth? Um... It has to be over 7 billion. Definitely. Probably a lot more than that, isn't it? Way more. Way, way more. And we have that. It says trillions of these things inhabit our body. And if that's that's not scary, the next point is, and microscopic mites live on our faces. (laughs) Stop it, stop stop itching, stop itching. So, yeah, microscopic mites live on our faces. So don't freak out, but your face is crawling with eight-legged spider-like creatures. Fortunately, they are microscopic and impossible to see. But according to the BBC, they're mites with long, worm-like bodies residing in hair follicles and pores or sebaceous glands. <laughs> That's why they say you've got to hoover your bed. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I guess there's mites in everywhere, isn't it? Mattresses, you've got to clean your towels regularly. Yeah. How often do you do you change your towel? How often do you change your bedding? Because I, I was just talking about this the other day, and um, I there was a woman 
that was living in this house and she hadn't changed her bedding for the longest while. Yeah, that's gross. Years, yeah, that's years. Gross. I mean, even a week's too long. Yeah, no, I guess. It's too long, John John. Like a business week, five days. Right, there you go. It's Maybe too five long. Days. Because like it said there, all these, look, we're, we're, we're both, um... <laughs> yeah. oh no, did that just go? Okay, two, one, two. Oh, I think my mixer's on the way out. It just cut out on us there. So there you go. All right, so 18, or oh, not 18, that's another, how many facts there did we do? About six facts there. Mm. One's pertaining to our bodies. One's pertaining to being able to download Wikipedia. And one's pertaining to the use of sharp and dull knives. So how has your week been, beautiful people? Just shouting out all the DJs on the radio at the start end. Shouting out George Flavours. Um, you can catch George on a Saturday and Sunday um, afternoon, Saturday evening, as well as Mark Philogene and DJ Slim last night. Some great stuff, some great stuff. So we'll be giving everyone a shout out very shortly, um, or in, in a while. And yeah, like we say... We've got a lot on tonight, the questions. Do you want to repeat those questions again for us, John John? <clears throat> what are the questions for today? So the questions today are, why do people, well, young people specifically, want to grow up so fast? And why does the refugee status not extend to those from Europe? Excellent. So we'll see y'all in five is the station with all your music in one place. When you're living with cancer, what makes a good day? Getting some answers. I had millions of questions and I hardly remembered anything the doctor said. Mum said call Macmillan. It was just a call and it was free. The Macmillan support line is here to help everyone living with cancer have more good days. So whatever's on your mind, call us free on 0808 808 0000 today. Or visit macmillan.org.uk. Dominution Promotions and All Flavours Radio proudly present We Ready to Party Again Boat Style. Come and party on board the permanently moored Theresa Joanne, King George V Dock, Woolwich Manor Way, E16 QNJ on Saturday the 16th of July. Come and join us for a splendid night of fun, music, vibes and grown-up raving. Your entertainers will be Mosty, DJ Specialist and DJ Shyboy alongside the All Flavours radio team of Ninja Man Lloyd, George Flavours, DJ Laro and DJ John J.E. Playing the best in soca, reggae, Afrobeat, soul and much, much more. Smart dress is essential for this one. The first 100 ticket holders will get a complimentary glass of Prosecco and there'll be food available to buy supplied by Sunset Caterers. Boarding starts at 9.30pm and we party till 3.30am. Get your £20 tickets now from Eventbrite or getyourtickets.co.uk We ready to party again Are you? Snapback FM presents a night called Keeping It Simple on Friday 29th of July at the Refreshment Rooms Entertainment on the night from Mr Funky, DJ T Mr Jams Mr Viking, DJ Tibbs and DJ Specialist Doors open 10pm till 4am first 50 tickets are £5 already selling fast then it's £10 advance tickets and more on the door location is refreshment rooms 25 Broadway 
London E154BQ. More info on tickets, birthday bookings, hen nights, stag nights, call 07930 or 07831540449 or contact any of the DJs. Keeping it simple, no gimmicks bringing you good music and good vibes. All Flavors Radio is now looking for radio presenters. Email us at info at allflavorsradio.com. Broadcasting worldwide, online, 24-7. All Flavors Radio. Yep. Leash. I got the juice. I got the juice. Boy. Yeah, I got the juice. Boy. The one take the juice. Look, it's a sad day They're behind like a last name They ain't got the bottle, no champagne Swerve on a hate, I fast lane Get smoke, no ashtray Back at it again, back ache It's going down, sad face Them yellow bitter, bad taste With your bad breath Don't take shots like a cam lens Old school, way back when Do everything, past tense so just move for me A couple of girls are trying to take the juice from me Cause I got the juice, I got the juice, yeah You're only ever gonna see the juice from me I'm like, hold up, wait, why you hating? I can smell a hater by the fragrance They don't wanna see me elevating Who wanna talk, but wait Cause I got the juice The juice Yeah, I got the juice iPhone 6 head going on extra horrid What you telling me? What you telling me? Juice everywhere, so you're smelling me You went funny, Bill Bellamy Never take an hour, but there's always an alley me They call me up Them get a sketchy, draw me up Always stay tripping, tore the bus I got so much juice, baby, pour me up I'm like, hold up, wait, why you hating? I can smell a hater by the fragrance They don't wanna see me elevating Ooh, wanna talk, but wait, cause I got the juice The juice Yeah, I got the juice The juice Oh yeah, oh lord, the juice I got the juice The all want the juice But we got the juice Oh yeah, oh lord. And a big shout out to the chat room U-I-C-E. I got the J-Q-I-C-E. Big shout out to the tuning crew Shout out to the worldwide crew. I'm a flow cold like ICE. Juicy, juicy, juicy. Yeah, I got the juicy, juicy, juicy. Listen to the sounds of Lady Leisha. Yeah, I got the juicy, juicy. Juice. Yeah, I got the juicy, juicy, juicy. Them yellow moody, moody, moody. Them make a scene like a movie, movie, movie. I got the juicy, juicy, juicy. Yeah, I got the juicy, juicy. How you doing, Joe McKay, Mamra? Moody, moody, moody. Don't make a scene like a movie, movie, movie. Mark Philogene from Bremen. The juice. Naturally Lily out of London. Okay, the juice. Oh, yeah. John Ken from Hayes. The 
shout out Jawayne, Jayla, and Janae. Not forgetting guest 210 from Kleiner Glassenbrook. Guest number 46 from London. And guest 49 from. Sorry, 491 from Hayes. And guest number 8. Baby girl, you give me 10 ton of fatness. Give me some of that. Thanks with the badness. Look how she at. Shape like a dead pattern. I just that. It's a good piece of mental under the cap. A piece of game, I'm a love for your chat. Shout out the John Baptiste family. Ain't in my brain, memory not detached. Ain't in my aim. being with y'all on Sunday. When you move, let me acknowledge the way you do. And I would not lie. Sean Slick, Cruz de Sean, and Angela. It's giving a big shout out to Ray Chanel, Marjack, DJ Laro tonight. Right now the sounds of Sean Paul and Dua Lipa with no line.
Okay, so we're coming with a little bit of a uh, old school, young school vibe tonight mm-hmm. because Lady Lady Lisha, Lisha, Lady Lisha, she's quite modern. She done quite well throughout the uh, pandemic, didn't she, mm. um, John John? Yeah, she was just putting out loads of like little freestyles and stuff. Yeah, you do a lot of freestyles, don't you? Uh, I dabble. You d- oh, you dabble. I dabble. What do you mean? There. What do you mean by dabble? Um, I have stuff in the pipeline that isn't finished, but I'm working on it. Um, yeah. So you're working on your masterpieces. I've heard some of them. They sound fantastic, John John. Yeah, they're all right. I mean, what does it take to to be a creative? Um, what does it take? Yeah, where do you where do you where does it come from? Where does your inspiration come from? From my emotions. From your emotions. Yeah. Like, rather than looking at a piece of work as just, I don't know, a composition or a piece of music, it's mm. how I felt in that moment. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's what music is all about, isn't it? When we're listening to, I mean, there's such a vast range. Mm. And this is just one kind of genre here. Mm. But even this morning, I was going out, um, driving out and thought, there was a bit of classical music playing on the radio yeah. and I thought, oh, I've not listened to classical for a long time. Yeah. So that within itself is a genre, but with so many different aspects from it. Mm. And um, yeah, it it is all about, I love how you just said that. It's mm. about being in the moment mm. and then it's what's created in that moment. Yeah. And then it will live on till eternity, isn't it? Because all that we have all of the, those amazing composers Beethoven they're living on all these centuries later yeah it's their legacy do you think that music today will have the same impact definitely yeah definitely even even though people have their opinions about it it's it's still current and relevant so Mm. 10 years from now like rare grooves was to you yeah is to me now is something that was back then but still holds this value as timeless music true you know true but do you think that um some of the songs these days do you think do you think there's much creativity going in behind Um, them my personal opinion yeah like it's business so as any other business Mm. there's supply and demand like okay people need music to to do whatever to um so certain artists supply that yeah it's just it's like it's like a factory you know Mm. but i I find that the the heart isn't there Mm. so although it's created in the moment and maybe to that person the heart is there Mm. do you think that or is it just churned out like butter you just shake it shake it shake it like i don't know who needs a heart when you've got money Really? Yeah. Oh, that's 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 scary <laughs> you saying that. But then you're a young person, aren't you? Yeah. And in line with that, why why do young people want to grow up so quickly? That's one of our questions. Not that you you've grown up. You're mm. uh, you're uh, a young man. Mm. But like that's quite scary. You saying that? Why does it? And I I kind of feel that the generation and um, this generation now that that there's not much heart in much. But that's my, again, like you said, personal opinion. Mm-hmm. But just seen from the the effects mm-hmm. of what's being created, what's what's going on, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I just think the heart's there. I just think you just don't know how 
sometimes. Like, how what? Just how to, how to be, like how to express ourselves, how to get things across. Why? What is that? Is that then a faux pas on the parents' part, or possibly? Yeah. Possibly could be society, could be a number of things, but yeah, yeah. Personally, that's that's how I see things nowadays. Yeah. And it it's all about you are the next generation, you are the ones that are coming up yeah. in society. Mm. And if it's it's breaking down, would you say that society's breaking down or is it just evolving and changing? I think it's breaking down. Mm. I definitely think it's breaking down. From the moment I see like morals go out the window, um like certain teachings going out the window then it's only a matter of time before everything else collapses. Mm. And, and we're going to see that a little bit in the other question that we've posing, and that's the one about the refugee status. Mm. Um, let me just find the question. It's why does the refugee status not extend to those from Europe? Because it has a deeper kind of impact. Mm. It has a deeper impact. And we're going to go on and see that because it's almost a bit of hypocrisy, I think, going on there yeah. in many cases. But how man, again, like you just said there, if there's money involved, the, the heart doesn't need to be there. Mm. And we can quite clearly see, we're going to go on and see from that one statement that you just made, yeah. how that is so, how it's so. But we're going to talk a bit, I've had this article here for one and I just wanted to, really highlight to the audience to you listeners what we spoke about microorganisms just now didn't we yeah, on our we bodies did. We did. but what they're actually finding in our blood and do you know what that is so the article mm. here says microplastics yeah. found in human blood for the first time after scientists make a concerning find yeah. Scientists have warned the long-term consequences of microplastics being found in the bodies of humans are not yet known. Yeah. So where are they coming from, isn't it? Yeah. Um, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? And Thomas More wrote this. This is an article that was written on the 25th of March this year. Okay. So it says the tiny particles of plastic have been found in human blood for the first time raising fears about their long-term health effects. So the Dutch scientists found 17 of 22 volunteers, or 77%, had quantifiable microplastics in their blood. That's crazy. Levels were low at an average of about 1.6 micrograms. Yeah, that's 1.6 millionth of a gram. But in every milliliter of blood. So they found 1.6 micrograms in every milliliter of blood. Mm. That's quite frightening, right? Yeah. Although it's a small amount. Yeah. Yeah. When, but you, yeah, when you break it down and mm. you do the maths, yeah, it is is a bit scary. Yeah. Because they said there that the the just having the presence of microplastic fragments of everyday items in the blood is quite significant. Mm. So that's te- what is that telling us then? Mm, I don't a number of things yeah could be a number of things like who knows 
So I think it could be down to, it says there that the most common detected plastic was PET, mm. which is used to make drinks, um, drink bottles. Mm. Yeah, the most common detective being PET, making these those bottles, it said it was found 50% of the volunteers, according to results published in the journal Environmental International, polystyrene, which is widely used for food packaging, was found 36%. Poly, polyethylene, which was used to package um, films and bags, twenty three percent. Wow. Yeah. All right. So, the, the bottles that we drink from, the water bottles, if you drink out of plastic, and water bottles, as well as, basically, it's, um, you eat when you go to a fast food place. They they give it to you in a polystyrene. You know, there's yeah, like. A- Packaging container. Right, packaging containers. Yeah. As well as polyethylene. I don't know what polyethylene... That's the, the cling film, like yeah, the film that covers like, it. Yeah, like the stuff you wrap your food with. Wow. And that now they're finding these plastics, or these microplastics, in the bloodstream. Mm. Right, so it says that the, the University, Verge University from Amsterdam... Medical centres, they say that microplastics are likely to have been inhaled or ingested before being absorbed into the bloodstream. So they describe the plastic fragments as ubiquitous pollutants in the living environment and food chain. So it, it has also been introduced into our food, the food chain now because yeah. of the wrapping up of the food products. Yeah. I mean, it's cheap, you know, like cost is low for it so it, I don't know it makes sense as to why people would use it but I don't think they were really thinking long term so but how where, where is it going to come to a stop then um, if that's the case because every, you go to the when we're unloading the shopping everything is packed yeah plastic in plastic bags yeah you've got to open the plastic and then take the stuff out yeah but then the food's already been in there how long? Because yeah. we're not going from tree to plate. Yeah, it's from tree to plastic to plate. From tree to plastic, in the um, transport, to supermarket, yeah. to shopping bag, home, to plate. Not even to plate. Yeah. I mean, I guess it stops when, when someone dies, unfortunately. But like, maybe people are. Um, or like it's linked to a serious health condition. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the only time I really see it changing. This is plastic particles concentrations reported here are the sum of all potential exposure routes, so source in the living environment, entering the air, water and the food, but also personal care products, because most of our personal care products come in what? Plastic. Plastic. <laughs> that they, They'll be ingested, dental polymers, fragments of polymeric implants, polymeric drug delivery, nanoparticles... And tattoo ink residues. And it's quite funny because I know that our products, they come in glass jars. Yeah. The glass is so important mm. because it's still, it's. I mean, you can't even cook it in uh, ceramic or glass mm. unless it's an earthenware pot. Earthenware pots are quite good to cook in. Yeah. But it's it's quite yeah. it's, 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 interesting, isn't it? It's a scary prospect though. Like for future, because I don't see it stopping anytime soon. So I don't think 
we're the ones who are really going to have to deal with this. But when you think about the environment, all the mm. plastic in the sea, mm. as well as that's something external, but now yeah. it is infiltrating mm. our bodies, yeah. isn't it? But how long though? Because we've been using plastic for years, so it's, I don't think this is new. I know that um, cling film is linked to infertility in men. Mm. So if you wrap your, if men wrap the food up in cling film, mm. that can, that can bring on infertility, mm-hmm. low sperm count, all that kind of stuff. Mm. I Did didn't you? Know. I yes. Didn't know that. Yeah. So and even using things such as aluminium foil, mm. for instance, because all these again, it's all man-made things. Plastic mm. isn't something natural, is it? No, I don't think it is. It's something that's man-made. I mean, like there's the. Um, but rubber isn't is rubber plastic no it's mm, not is it's it? rubber no then yeah don't worry yeah yeah so plastic is a man-made substance the most man-made synthetics or whatever's mm. they're quite damaging yeah not only damaging to the environment but damaging to the human body all right so we're talking about microplastics um listeners and how they have found microplastics in human blood for the first time after scientists make um, these concert, this concerning find. And at the end of the day, I guess most of the things that we get mm. are wrapped in plastic. So again, it's, it's about what we as consumers, yeah. as a public, what we're going to do about something like that. Yeah, well... Is there much we can do? Not really, unless, I don't know get petitions going to change like what our food comes in and stuff like that but to be honest it's not really up to us mm. it's to the the owner of that specific business or or whatever i remember a while ago and i think this was one of the reasons why they started to package things in plastic mm. was they were there was someone or people going into the supermarkets and sticking things like glass mm. and uh dangerous items razors into food products Mm -hmm. that's why now that you get the seal around the plastic seal around jars yeah you get the things in bags because you can't tamper with the food as much yeah and that's the sad thing and sometimes you wonder whoa was it orchestrated Mm. is it really needed Mm, i mean it's so hard to tell like you never know, like you never know. Um, yeah, Every, everything's fifty-fifty, so it could be, but I don't know. I don't really think so. What that they didn't orchestrate it to 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 put things into plastic. Mm, not really. I don't know. It's, I guess it's just like it's the cheaper alternative. To what? Just having it natural and us being able to choose. Yeah. Well, not not. Yeah, now I really don't know. <laughs> because it's, it's funny, Some we like to, me, I like to go and look at the fruit, yeah. pick it up, yeah. but by the time 10 people have picked it up, it's going to be soggy and soft. Yeah. Say in the case of avocados, for instance, so they package them up, package them up. Mm. I don't know what your thoughts out there, listeners. Let us know. Let us know. 07895 That's 07895 We were talking about microplastics and how they have found microplastics within the bloodstream 
of humans, that was um, 17 out of 22 volunteers, they had a quantifiable amount of microplastics in their bloods. And could this really spell mm. catastrophic issues for us health-wise yeah, in the future? Definitely. What are your thoughts out there? Let us know, okay? Let us know. So moving on just to our word of the day. Mm. Have you seen that word? What is the word of the day, John John? Poly, polyglot. 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 You heard that before? I've never heard this word. <laughs> so we know, build your vocabulary. Yeah. Learning a word every single day. And on the mm. show, we do that once a week. We, we Today is the 19th, Tuesday the 19th of April. Mm. My goodness, it's the 19th of April, everyone. And 2022, days are moving on swiftly. Mm. So polyglot, it means knowing or using several languages that is being multilingual. So polyglot means being multilingual. It can also mean wide diverse, as in ethnic, ethnic or cultural origins. The resort has polyglot travellers, and the staff converse comfortably in several languages. The city has a polyglot community made up of many cultures. Mm. Makes sense to you? Yeah, now it does. Yeah? Yeah. So how would you put that in a sentence? In one of your... How would you put that in one of your poems or one of your song lyrics? Wow. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it just means diverse. Um... Be multilingual. I can see the there's a question mark above John John's head. No, I, I got I got one. I got yeah. one. I got one. What is that? Um, but it doesn't really rhyme. It doesn't have to rhyme. Who says everything has to rhyme? Uh, um, one in this world does try and get their money up. Diversify. Call me a polyglot. Okay, so call you multilingual. I mean, diverse. I don't yeah. know. That's what I'm saying. It was. Uh, I don't know. It wasn't I the best. <laughs> so, in context, it's Astoria Queens is a charming polyglot, historically rich community. So, Astoria Queens is that Astoria Queens in America? Because I don't. I'm not sure. Yes, I yeah, think it most is. Probably. Um, so, rich community known for its great food and concentration of artistic talent. Steve Cuso, New York. Mm. All right, so Astoria Queens is a charming polyglot. Oh, London is a polyglot, isn't isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Of a rich community. Or yeah. Tottenham is a polyglot because there's about 200 and something different languages yeah. spoken in this um, one area. One area there. So, yeah, Tottenham is a polyglot of charming community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with great food, entertainment, and artistic people. Yeah, many polyglots. Many polyglots in yeah, Nam. Many in Tottenham. Yes. Yeah. And what about in your area? Is your can you say that your area, listeners, is a charming polyglot? Is it a charming community? Yeah. Historically. Historically and mm. culturally. Mm. I don't know. Let us know. Let us know. And don't forget the the lines will open up at around seven just after seven when we come back from break 
And we're discussing what are the questions again, John John? So the questions are why do young people want to grow up so fast? Mm-hmm. And why does the refugee status not extend to those from Europe? We'll see y'all in five. In five. With all your music in one place. When you're living with cancer, what makes a good day? Getting some answers. I had millions of questions and I hardly remembered anything the doctor said. Mum said call Macmillan. It was just a call and it was free. The Macmillan support line is here to help everyone living with cancer have more good days. So whatever's on your mind, call us free on 0808 808 0000 today. Or visit macmillan.org.uk. Dominution Promotions and All Flavours Radio proudly present We Ready to Party Again Boat Style. Come and party on board the permanently moored Teresa Joanne, King George V Dock, Woolwich Manor Way, E16 QNJ on Saturday the 16th of July. Come and join us for a splendid night of fun, music, vibes and grown-up raving. Your entertainers will be Mosty, DJ Specialist and DJ Shyboy alongside the All Flavours radio team of Ninja Man Lloyd, George Flavours, DJ Laro and DJ John J.E. Playing the best in soca, reggae, Afrobeat, soul and much, much more. Smart dress is essential for this one. The first 100 ticket holders will get a complimentary glass of Prosecco and there'll be food available to buy supplied by Sunset Caterers. Boarding starts at 9.30pm and we party till 3.30am. Get your £20 tickets now from Eventbrite or getyourtickets.co.uk We ready to party again Are you? Snapback FM presents a night called Keeping It Simple on Friday 29th of July at the Refreshment Rooms Entertainment on the night from Mr Funky, DJ T Mr Jams Mr Viking, DJ Tips and DJ Specialist Doors open 10pm till 4am first 50 tickets are £5 already selling fast then it's £10 advanced tickets and more on the door location is refreshment rooms 25 Broadway London E154 BQ more info on tickets birthday bookings hen nights stag nights call 07930 495581 or 07831-540-449 or contact any of the DJs. Keeping it simple, no gimmicks, bringing you good music and good vibes. All Flavors Radio is now looking for radio presenters. Email us at info at allflavorsradio.com. Broadcasting worldwide, online, 24-7. All Flavors Radio. Here's another romantic song. By someone with a better love life than yours. Uh, dirty south. Uh huh. Can y'all really feel me? Feel us. East coast feel me. Feel us. West coast feel me. Say what? Dirty south. Uh, here we go. Can y'all really feel me? Baby girl. East coast feel me. Uh huh. West coast feel me. Can you feel us? Dirty south. Dirty, dirty. Can y'all really feel me? Keep 
John, the other half of Black Lotus in the studio with me tonight. Giving a big shout out to DJ Laro. You can catch Laro tonight from 8 till 10. As well as a Friday. From 10 to 12. And a Sunday afternoon. From 12 till 2. How you doing, Joy McKay? Big B A. Won't you come play round my way? Uh huh. Hey, listen to what I gotta say. Uh huh. Simple Don't you know I am the man? Rock shows here to Jen Japan. Uh. Shout out the Fletcher family. Better known as Ali. As well as the youngers in Jamaica. Can I say a big hello to Gal Gal, Lady Goldie, and to Carlo. Turn out Mark Philogene, they're out of Bremen. You can catch Mark on a Monday and a Sunday. Send a big high five to guest 210 from Kleine Grassenbrook. Guest 224 out of Milton Keynes. Guest 46. Guest 603, guest number 8, and guest 880 out of Hayes. And also saying a big hello to Naturally Lily. Sorry you can't be with us tonight. You're just listening to the sounds of Aaliyah. Like we said, we're bringing you some 90s vibes. Or the noughties vibes, should I say, because it's a crossover. You hear the sounds of Destiny Child. Now that you're out of my life, I'm so much better. You thought that I'd be weak. 
shout out to John J.E. Catch John on a Sunday morning. to Tanya, John Baptiste, Carla, Sean Slick, Julian Carlton, Alan and Merlin, Tashan and Ramon, Andre and Rhea, song all about regardless of what life throws at you it's all about survival isn't that right kjb good evening <laughs> ladies and gentlemen kjb has joined me for the second half of the show thank you so much john john from the other half of black lotus i'm coming in and spending that time to yeah really converse and start kickstart the show it's actually our 87th show today, which is fantastic. We are 
make it grow, moving on with momentum and going on as we uh, mean to or starting as we mean to go on yes, so yes, amazing true. great to have you in thank you so much for stepping in tonight my lovely it's an absolute pleasure naturally Lily. we wish you well and we'll keep the hot seat nice and warm. <laughs> That's right. So um, obviously we've discussed quite a few things tonight, um, KJB. Mm -hmm. um, but now we're going to go into our question section of the show. I've come at the right time. You've come at the right time. And really we're discussing, um, we, earlier we've done some facts and we spoke about microplastics within the body as mm -hmm. well as our word of the day. But I think we'll tackle that first question there about why does the refugee status not extend to those from Europe? Wow. Wow, what a yes. question. What a question. It is a question, isn't it? Because I feel, personally, now, I, 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 this has kind of come to our attention in the sense of the last week, uh, the MPs speaking, or Boris Johnson, should we say, speaking about the those African refugees that come into this country... You did. I, I don't know if yeah. you meant. That's the thing. I I don't know if if it's because ref, it's difficult to understand why he is saying um, from Africa because we know mm. quite clearly refugees don't just come from Africa. Exactly. That's why. That's why that question was posed. So the refugee status. Yeah. As in regards to, we know that there's a war in the Ukraine at the moment and the UK are actually hosting, there's a whole page on the gov.gov website, website yeah. regarding how we can accommodate those refugees from the Ukraine. It's a humanitarian kind of effort for the Ukrainians, okay? However, this is a question, why does the refugee status not extend to those from Europe? All right. Well, it, it it does extend to them because if you think they're still being allowed in the country, they're, so they're there is still here. a status. They're allowed, yeah. But they they have. I'm assuming they have settled in other parts of Europe apart from just the UK. Right. But what about sending them to to Rwanda? Well, that that's 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 that's, the, that's what I'm pertaining to. I, so. I, I understand, but that's a, that's that's a, a government decision mm. that's not a human humanitarian decision the government has just said look this is what this is our plan yeah uh, we're getting refugees in from all parts yeah some of them are coming by boat they're coming by by trucks they're mm. coming from various different means to come into the country yeah uh, so they're saying well at the end of the day we're taking as many as we can so now we have to find a way to repatriate these 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 immigrants these, these immigrants that <laughs> yes. are coming in. We have yeah. to try and do something. So they they've decided, rightly or wrongly, to uh, strike a deal. Yes. With another country. Mm -hmm. Rwanda. Rwanda. Yeah. So basically, they get paid for every every person that goes to Rwanda. And resettles in that country. They've been given 156 million for this scheme to offload thousands of refugees well, to we, Rwanda. We say 156 million, but how much of that money will actually be seen or be sent? Yeah, we we don't know. That's mm. just a, a ballpark figure. But I th I'm assuming it's going to cost a lot more than that. Yeah. Um, but that's a ball because the someone has to offset the rest. 160 million will not cover a lifetime of someone repatriating into a country. Yeah. 
It says that London, the British government has been accused of trading people like commodities after it unveiled a controversial plan to send asylum seekers on a one-way ticket, 6,000 kilometres, that's 3,700 miles, to Rwanda. So in a speech on Thursday, Boris Johnson said anyone who has entered the United Kingdom irregularly since the start of the year may be relocated to the country in um, Central East Africa. Mm. Our compassion may be infinite, but our capacity to help people is not, he said in Ken, a country in the UK southeast coast and a hotspot for refugees and migrants. Well, it's because they're crossing the mm. channel. Mm. That, that's the way in, mm. I guess, yeah? The English channel from... So it would be from France, really, isn't it? Mm. And a lot of them are coming from France, right? So, uh, okay, so he's, he, one, he said this, they've, they've entered illegally, the ones that have come illegally. Because he in 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 the, in, in the report it says asylum seekers. Asylum so, seekers. So obviously they they come and they mm. ask, I want asylum. Mm. Once they ask for asylum, I'm assuming there is some kind of assessment process. They put in a in an area, a place, a detention center, a holding center, a yeah. place where they have to stay, and then their case gets reviewed. That's what I'm assuming happens. I, I anybody wants to to check to kind of contradict me i'm quite happy mm. you phone in if but I'm are not... the, aren't ukrainians asylum seekers well no see they're they're refugees they're being forcibly displaced out of their country but so are some of these other um yeah. people i know I, i appreciate that some of the other what people about were... the africans from the ref from the ukraine that that um were there legally they they're not letting them out for one we spoke on this on the sh a couple of shows ago so they get out and come here. Are they going to send them to Rwanda because they were they were in Ukraine legally? That's yeah? not that's not been discussed. That's not we that's, don't know that we don't know that we don't know what's been discussed. We just know that at the moment Ukraine the people are being forcibly removed mm. out of their country. Yeah, they're being bombed. They're being shot. At. I don't know because you know war. There's it's always it's always the bystanders that get, yeah. that, that get you know collateral damage they call it isn't it so they're being forcibly pushed out of their country so they're viewed as refugees asylum seekers are those who leave their country now i'm not sure the why they, thing, maybe they're seeking asylum maybe they're seeking refuge they're seeking refuge they're seeking asylum but they we're not sure why they're coming out of the country is it because of the conditions of their own country is it because of the financial um things that they can get by leaving their country is it because like you said there are issues in their country are political they're running from because they're political asylums we're not sure why they come in why they that, that's the issue that that a lot of people don't quite understand right. we, we talk about asylum seekers they're crossing the channel they're getting on but why are they coming well, what are their circumstances as to why they're leaving their own country to 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 seek asylum? So it must be a, a genuine seeking, reason. At the end of the day, they are seeking refuge, right? Mm. It could be a number of reasons. It could be war, war because there's not only war in the Ukraine. Look at um, places like Chad. Look at places like Darfur. Look at places like um, Sierra Leone. There's war in those countries, Ken, and plus other places within. Africa, say. Well, in some yeah. of these countries, it's war, but it's 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 not war from an outside 
source. They're warring factions within their own country. Still war, Ken. No, I agree with you. I'm Same not disagreeing with Afghanistan. With you. What happened to the Afghanistans? They're in their Where country. There was war. There was war. No, there's been a war recently. Last year was only last year that they were seeking refuge because of the Taliban rising up in their country and they're trying to come here to seek refuge. But they're not just coming here. That's the thing. It, no, we're, the we're just talking about here. here. We're yeah. talking about here. The ones that end up here. Let's talk about the ones that end up here. Mm-hmm. All right. So we've we've looked at um, ones from Africa, ones from Afghanistan, ones from Syria. There's war all over. So are mm-hmm. they only? Are they going to send those ones to Rwanda, or is it only the African ones that they're going to send to See, Africa? This is the point. This is the point. We're not sure. This this has just been announced. Mm. It's. I don't know how they're going to implement it and who they're going to Im- implement it for. But we do know mm. most of the refugees that we're talking about do come from Libya. They come from uh, uh, the Congo, uh, Liberia. They do come from these far-flung places. Ukraine. So you, well, mm, yes, Ukraine as well. So it'll be interesting to see. This is the difference. Can I just can I show you something, yeah? So... Uh, we've seen on the, the gov.website, website, okay? And it says, Ukraine, what you can do to help. This is the difference. We're going to look at the difference now. Yeah? So everyone wants to do their bit to support those who have been forced to flee from their homes because of invasion. Here is how you can help. So you see how that's worded. And it's got a hashtag stand for Ukraine. Okay? Um, so financial donations... Make your donation safely. They're talking about donations and um, donating essential supplies. This is all on the um, .gov yeah. website, everybody. Um, applying to be a sponsor. So the government will be launching a new um, sponsorship scheme to make sure that Ukrainians who have been forced to flee from their homes have a route to safety. The scheme will match people, charities, businesses and community groups to Ukrainians who do not have family ties in the UK. So these ones, they don't have family ties in the UK, but they're going to still match with the charities and businesses and community groups, yeah, to help these ones out. They've even got um, details on a scheme that can be found on the Homes for Ukraine. All right. So should we have a look again then now at what Boris Johnson has said as regards to the ones that they're going to be sending to Rwanda. Yeah, that that 150, what was it? 6 billion trial scheme, it's called, to offload. So it's not as nice as um, welcoming, they're offloading these refugees, okay? They're offloading. It said, Johnson said thousands of refugees um, could be transported during the years under the scheme, which he argued could save countless lives and clamp down on human smugglers. So this is... A lot of human traffic trafficking going on because even though with the Ukrainians fleeing from war-torn areas, and yes, some of them have gone into Poland, some of them have gone into neighbouring parts of Europe, some, they still have to go through process to get here. Okay, so maybe some will be smuggled out, Ken, and trafficked out. I understand. Illegally, all right? So... Yeah, there is one way legally, but there's quite a long process. They've got to get visas. They've got to get passports. And if they don't have like a, an international passport, they've got to apply for all these. This is the Ukrainians I'm talking mm-hmm. about. They've got to apply mm-hmm. for these things. But maybe out of fear, they want to get out quickly. 
So those with money might go to someone that can help smuggle them into the country. Let's let's look at it from that point of view, because that can happen, right? Yeah. Yes or no? Yeah. Yeah? So it says many disagreed. However, rights groups and refugee organisations swiftly blasted what they called a cruel, inhumane and neo-colonial plan and questioned both its cost to the British taxpayer and effect on migration. It's truly shocking and inhumane, yes, said Steve Valdez-Simmons, and the Refugee and Migrant Rights Programme directly at Amnesty International. The plan is not going to decrease the number of refugees. It will inflict a huge amount of cruelty and fuel more dangerous refugee routes to be set, to be set up. All right. So it's basically they're saying people are being traded like commodities in this scheme that Boris Johnson has set up. But as we can see from the Gov.op website, it's something totally different for the Europeans. That's why that question was asked, Ken. No, I understand. Yeah. No, I understand. I'm not. I'm not disagree. I'm just. I'm just playing. I'm just. Just. I, obviously, everybody's concerned about about this announcement. Yeah. Because it, it does mean that there's some people that are going to be treated slightly different, and we can say that, as I said, most of the people that are classed as refugees mm. or asylum seekers are foreign nationals. Yeah. Yeah. So it does appear that they will be treated slightly different to those who are coming from Ukraine, who who forcibly removed. Like you said, some of these people who are fleeing mm. are being smuggled. So they're being they're paying people to smuggle them yeah. into Britain. Yeah. Um, so and we know some of the routes are dangerous. So like I said earlier, if 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 they are Migrants or asylum seekers, there must be a reason why exactly they're coming. Yeah, and this is must be a reason why they're coming. It says that some refugees they flee from prosecution mm. uh, or to UK from prosecution, civil war, torture, and they have the right to claim refugee status under international agreements. However, they can only claim asylum in the UK on UK British soil. So it says, um. This proposal is implemented to those fleeing Iraq, Syria, Eritrea or Sudan. But the, th- the funny thing is, those ones in the Ukraine are under the same situation. They, they too come in here and wanted to seek asylum. Yeah, because they're, fl- they're fleeing. Like I said, they're being, f- they're being forcibly, yeah. forcibly removed yeah. from their country. This is what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. Same as these other ones from Iraq, Syria, Eritrea and Sudan. And this is what I'm saying. They all come under the same banner. That's why I said some of them, like we talked talked about political refugees. So it's, and and, and when we look at Ukraine, Mm. that is a political situation. So why then do they not send those ones to the Ukraine? Why has the UK government, to a, a sense, set up this lovely .gov um, website mm-hmm. for the Ukrainians, and mm-hmm. they've called it. Uh, it's a humanitarian appeal. Well, like yeah? like it said in the in the document, yeah. Boris talked about not wanting to be humane mm. and allowing people come to come in, but he says Britain don't have the capacity. Yeah, 
So basically, what he's basically doing, he's basically making a choice. Right. So the Europeans, they're fine to come. What if you're an African-European? Does it apply to you? I'm just saying, the, the British government, mm. from from the statement Boris is making, he's basically saying, we don't have capacity mm. to take the Libyans, the Syrians, the Eritreans, yeah. the Somalians and the Ukrainians. So yeah. we, we're going to make a choice. Okay. We're going to make a choice. Yeah. So the government has made a choice. Mm. And we've seen the choice that the government has made. Yeah. So irrespective of where you're coming from as a refugee or asylum seeker, yeah. this is the process you're going to have to go through. And unfortunately, rightly or wrongly, the capacity that Brit Britain has, yeah. they're saying they can only take a certain amount of people. And like I just said, when you look at Iran, Syria, Eritrea, Somalia, um, Cong the Congolese, the, the people of colour. The mm. people of colour. Yeah. Let's not get away from that. Lily does say it's not the same. They are from a European country, but I thought that we'd come out of the European Union. Yeah, but like I just said, the British I government... I understand totally what you yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. So I know that Ukraine, and we're at, we're at the, the, the EU... Mm. Ukraine was never part of really the part of the part of the EU, from what mm. I understand, or they weren't part of NATO either. No, they're not. Right. So, so they don't. There's no agreement with the Ukrainians. Yeah. There's no agreement there. Mm. None at all. So really, Britain, although they have the capacity, can make the same but decision. They don't have the capacity, Ken. No, but that's what I'm saying. Britain has capacity, but basically Boris is saying, we're not inhumane. We understand there's refugees coming and we understand there's asylum seekers coming. Mm. We understand that they're coming from all these countries, but we don't have the capacity to take everybody, all of them. Yeah. So yeah. We, we have to make a choice. And clearly, from both papers that we've read from, the government's official website. Yeah. Yeah. It's showing two different things. It's showing yeah. two different things. So yeah. everybody has to make their own assumption of what that means. Yeah. And clearly there is a defined line. gap. <laughs> I'm not even saying line, gap. Yeah. Between how you're going to be treated when you come as a refugee or, or immigrant. Yeah. To the British soil country. now. Um, um, let's just go to some of the comments yeah, on yeah. Facebook. Um, Chris Richard says... Basically, because we, they're not considered human too much, Menelin, unfortunately. And that's the countries we've just mentioned there um, in that article. The uh, what, Those from Iraq, Syria, Eritrea and Sudan. Mm. And like you said, they, um, um, KJB, that it is the Menelin or with people of colour that always kind of get the raw deal, isn't it? But and can be sold because... That this is it. They said, right, to Rwanda, we're going to give you this amount of money to take these people. Don't forget, Rwanda's just coming out of a genocide. That's, what was it, about 20 years ago? Yeah, the Hutus. Right? Tutsis and, and Hutu. Yeah, it's a tiny country. It's a tiny country. But also, Amnesty International, when yeah. you think they also got issues in their own country. Yes, to send other people. With their, with their human rights. Mm, mm. Yeah. So, so this this is not new about Rwanda and their human rights. Mm. Um, what if you're people of color, but also there are people who may be gay, lesbian. So I'm not I'm not advocating 
um, sexuality on yeah. the show. But we know Rwanda is not that type of a country. They don't, they'll accept some and they may not, although accept, accept yeah. but not accept yeah. others. And, and I'm assuming like any country, any asylum seeker, once you're repatriated into that country, and you become part of that. You become, you you ingrate. Basically, Britain wash their hands. Yeah. Once you're put on a plane, you've left this soil, That's they're it. not responsible for you. Yeah. So we're not sure how they get, they're going to get treated when they get to Rwanda. So it says this proposal, obviously, that's going through, will come into mm. an effect after there's a new law coming out, everyone, the passage of law. That's currently being considered in Parliament. So please write this down, the passage of law, okay? That's being considered in Parliament and that could cr criminalise any refugee entering the country without a valid visa. So then if the Ukrainians did come in without a valid visa then maybe they might. I, I very much doubt it that they would send them to Rwanda, but it's anyone entering the country illegally without a visa, then they're going to, that passage of law is going to be applied. But we know most, like we've just highlighted, most refugees mm. that do come to British soil do not have a visa because a lot of them are trafficked. Yeah. So they won't and they're have trying to papers. Run away from where they're coming from. Yeah, so they're not going to have papers. Yeah, it must be very difficult to, to get them as well, isn't it? It is. They don't have papers. English won't be their first language. Mm. They're, they're relying on people who are interpreting for them, yeah. who, who are not necessarily going to tell them exactly what they need or what yeah. they don't need. Yeah. Because actually, <clears throat> they, they're just thinking about, we need to get safe. Get, need to get out and try and get right. to a better fight, life, that's maybe. Right. That's fight right. or flight. So they're not thinking about laws or passports or mm. visas they're just thinking i need to just get out with my life yeah that's all i have yeah um so this law passage of law would only be known to people in this country people who are refugees and asylum seekers who are coming into this country will not have a clue mm. about this so the, the shock they're gonna be they're in for a massive shock yeah. so can you imagine being on a boat and traveling for for like 20 days, days 30 yeah. days very little water very little food you get rescued you know you're going through the channel you capsize you get picked up mm. you get you get you come you get put in a detention center then you'll be you basically you're being told you're going straight to 3700 yeah, miles to rwanda to rwanda yeah that could be even worse situation for the refugee it says that this legislation that they're going to be passing is they're expecting it to pass um as Johnson's party enjoys a parliamentary majority and Johnson expects his plans will be challenged in court. As he said, there, there will be a formidable army of political motivated lawyers who for years have made it their business to thwart removals um, during his speech. But slamming the door then globally on less than 1% of refugees around the world have access to safe, direct resettlement through the United Nations Bella Sankey Director of Detention Action and NGO providing support to migrants in detention said the rest are forced to take their futures into their own hands and cross borders to seek asylum directly. And, and, and we actually see that happening and we know of cases where people have, have unfortunately risked their lives mm. uh, and to, to, with unsafe crossings 
unsafe transport yeah. and we know people have died thousands hundreds of thousands of people have died yeah trying to build rebuild their lives in another country but now they're risking their lives only to be sent you know six thousand miles place. depending where yeah. they've come from and again risking their lives but they by slamming the door they said that those people seeking asylum asylum it's shrinking their responsibilities the government's responsibility to give them asylum in this country because they should hypothetically be allowed to to come in and and get asylum from where they're running from i totally agree with you but like i can only repeat what was documented earlier Mm. on on, in, in what boris johnson's speech saying that we're not inhumane we we do understand the suffering and we, we want to help, but unfortunately we don't have the capacity. But can you imagine like traveling That's all what that- That's basically saying. Traveling all that way, only, you know, they're fleeing from war, they're fleeing from conflict, they're fleeing from persecution. And they need to be shown that compassion, Ken, isn't it, and empathy. But they'll be traded like a commodity to Rwanda because Rwanda needs the money and you don't even know if they're going to be treated fairly or, or rightly when they get there. Unfortunately, um, empathy is mm. in short supply. I'm not oh, saying people... It's non-existent. I think people do understand they are empathetic because when you listen to radio shows, when you listen to to TV interviews, people mm. do understand the, in, people's individual plights. Yeah. But remember, this is a government decision. It's not a people decision. Yeah. It's a government decision. And legislation will be passed. Yes, it will be fought. You know, there'll be banners, there'll mm. be marches, but in the end, they're going to do what they're going to they're do. They're going to do because Britain, Boris Johnson's using the fact that we don't have capacity. Mm. And if if he scaremongers enough and get people to understand, yeah, we're compassionate, but we don't have capacity, people will say, well, we can't take no more. We have to. Yeah. So he, he will get that back in from. I think the majority of British people, rightly or wrongly, I'm sorry. I, I, for, for me, it's just me, it's just how it is. I'm, I, I'm not agreeing with it, but yeah. this is the, the majority of British people have compassion. But most people will say we don't have the capacity. We're doing what we can. So the, this is a way of helping but then, them. But then they can. This is a way of helping. Bring them. in families or someone from somewhere like Ukraine. Give them three hundred and fifty whatever pounds is it weekly or monthly i don't know to be okay whereas those other ones running from the same thing are not going to be treated as with empathy and compassion the same way as those ones from the ukraine and that's just my point that is my point i i totally don't disagree with what you're saying Mm. but like i says like like we can clearly see um the ukrainians look like Caucasians. Mm. They look like the British. Yeah. So if you were to line up people of colour and a couple of Ukrainians and and, and you ask the British people who, who who should we help? Yeah. They'll yeah. help who they identify well, with. Well I've, I've I've heard I've heard ones going out of their way on their private um air um aeroplanes going and collecting ones yeah, and all sorts people, of things going on. I've heard people going in it like Taxis, someone yeah. went in a taxi, someone went in a, yeah. their camper van or their van and took come back and take a few. But did you know, you did you know mm-hmm. that 28,000 migrants 
and refugees crossed the small boats from Europe to the UK last year. And last November, 27 people died while trying to reach the UK when their boat sank. No, this is what I'm yeah. saying. So that's one of the worst disasters. Mm, and, and, and I totally agree with you. And that's only the disasters mm. that have been reported yeah. that we know of. But believe me, we're just talking about disasters going through the channel to come to Britain. Mm. But we're not talking about some of the disasters where people have tried to get to France or yeah. tried to get to Italy. It's this very sad situation. Naturally, Lily says it's business. If we were, um, if we were compassionate to everyone, we would be paying the price as taxpayers. It's not just about what people look like; it's about what people that would really live here would have to deal with if we do house everyone. This one, and I understand that. I really do mm, understand mm, that we can't mm. house everyone, but you, you can't. Well, they are putting a differentiation on the types of people. Mm that they truly want to help and the types of people that they want to, to send away. And that sends out again, out again another clear message. Would mm. you not say? Well, I'm just going back to what Lisa, Lisa said about taxpayers. Mm. When you think about the £156 million yeah. pounds that supposedly is going to be reportedly being going to be given Used, to Rwanda yeah. to deal with the process. I don't think they'll give it to them. No, of, of, <laughs> to deal with the process of of asylum seekers and yeah. repatriating these people. Where is this money coming from? Boris hasn't it's actually still said. Still, going to have to pay for it. This again. is what I'm trying to say. Boris All has put a, put figure in there, mm. but he's not actually stipulated, broken down where, that where this money is coming from. Unless that taxpayer, the money that we pay in taxes, is a portion to. Asylum seeking. Well, of course we it's going. Know. Of course it's going to be. We we the government has to find that money. He's mm. made a commitment. They're trying to supposedly sign contracts with Rwanda. Yeah. So that money has to be found, and I'm assuming it's going to be paid in portions. Mm. I don't. I don't assume Britain is not just going to give Rwanda 156 million pounds and say, "All right, go on." It, it's there's going to be stipulations in that. Yeah. And that's a scary thing. That's a scary thing. It's what's contained. In the process yeah. of the person being a refugee coming here and then going to, it's the process in between and what's going to happen to that those individuals. Yeah. And, 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 and that's the scary thing because nobody knows. Well, nobody says, knows. The plan could set a dangerous trend for other Western countries to adopt their offshore asylum scheme. These um, offshore asylum, asylum schemes. We don't know how that will be outsourced. We don't know who they will work with. And, um, yeah, it says that the UK is not the only country that sought to outsource these asylum applications. Australia is the same, you know, as well as other places. So we'll, we just have to watch this, this watch space. Watch this space. But, but it, it's, it, is, it is going to be um, very stressful. Yeah. And for very, those asylum seekers, for it's the gonna refugees. be hard. It's gonna be heartbreaking for these individuals. So, if you can, really is. if you can, listeners, check out that the passage of a law, and that is going is currently being considered in Parliament, and that's going to be passed. So, any refugee entering this country, well, doesn't say any refugee, par those from Europe that are entering this country without a visa, they will be packed off on this asylum scheme that they're setting up and you know who knows what will, how it will pan out for them so 
I guess we'll just watch this space and share share the information with others so that you know if there are African families wanting to come through the back door say do you know what sometimes it is actually better to stay where you actually are it's better to stay where they are we say that but unfortunately that's not the ones that are from war torn or no I'm just talking about anybody anybody who makes like I said earlier anybody who risks Mm. not only their lives but sometimes the lives of their children yeah to make thousands of miles journey on a boat in the middle of rough sea. Mm. And, and we're talking about any time of year that these people will, will make that, that journey. Uh, they're paying people hundreds of pounds. We're not sure how much but each person is paying. And they don't care. And, and they don't care. Yeah. So if you're prepared to put yourself, your ha- yourself in the hands of peace smugglers who mm. have no consideration about your safety or your health, care nothing about your life yeah. that tells you something about the desperation that these Everyone's people have aren't they? it just shows the desperation that these people I think that one of the programmes I watched as regards to smuggling because the BBC were they were actually on the radio they were uh, they had a show or there was an article and the, the guy earned something up on £250,000 a night a night to smuggle these people across the wherever they're smuggling them to and they don't give them life jackets all this kind of thing nothing it's a very sad situation it's it's blood money it's blood money and some people money they don't wouldn't care less as long as they're earning their pee they don't care really care about the actual individual okay so beautiful people um, something to think about. What are your views? Give us a call. 07895134713. That's 07895134713. We'll see y'all in five. See how no times are hard. Yeah, I mean it from the heart. You're not losing the fight. Love will make it all right. Cause I've been there, done that one. Just so you know, Mama knows it best.
hands of Billy Porter. Children. Shout out the chat room. Tune in. The world. So a big high five to DJ Caddy. DJ Ninja Man Lloyd. You can catch Caddy and Ninja Man Lloyd on a Thursday. This one's DJ Slim on a Monday and a Thursday too. Not forgetting Billy Ray Valentine. Catch him on a Sunday evening. DJ Nigel, you can catch Nigel on a Saturday and a Sunday. 8 till 10. Don't forget you can catch DJ Laro tonight from 8 till 10 too. Oh, the sounds of Billy Porter there. Children. Nice track. I actually like that one. It's very pumpy, pumpy. Don't you think, Kenny? I'm shaking my tail feather, man. I'm shaking my tail feather. <laughs> shaking your tail feather. All right. So, very quickly... Our second question, because I can't believe the time. It's literally 7.46 GMT time. So our first question that we posed tonight was, why do young people want to grow up so fast? What do you think, KJB? I think think it's difficult because it's not an easy question to answer Mm. because there's a lot of factors involved in why kids have to grow up fast. Some some youngsters are curious for their for their for their parents. Yeah, oh, so I didn't they, think of that. So, from so, that angle. Yeah, yeah, so they so they have to grow up fast because you know they have to do a lot to support that parent. Yeah, within the home. Um, also, we know social media plays a massive, 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 massive part in young people's thinking yeah and a lot of people aspire to these these people on on tiktok and because there's some of them are self-made millionaires of tiktok on these kind of yeah i've uh, seen my niece platforms. i've seen a couple of my nieces and i'm just like oh my because on some platforms they're predatory that well on every platform there's predators that's one thing we got to to know yeah but um yeah so we've got to know that there are predators online in that sense. But th- when, when we look at the, what do you call it? The influences that you were speaking about. Mm-hmm. Social influences. That influences. is where the, the trouble is. I don't know if it's, if it's trouble because these, these youngsters we're talking about, we're talking about youngsters that we know within our own family. Mm. Um, many, you know, it's it's the home, because Wi-Fi is being paid by the the adults in 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 the house. The the, the account isn't with the child. Yeah, it's it's adults. You got to be over eighteen to to get Wi-Fi. So you got you, and you get you get a credit check. The Wi-Fi is gone. How? How? Okay. Oh. Oh well. Just continue, Ken. Just continue. Yeah. So, so we got to ask ourselves. What are the parents' view? How mm. are they? How are they seeing their children growing up? Yeah. What are they doing to to 
to help manage the pace of life that these kids are, are, are tuning into. Yeah. Are we slowing them down? Are we are we kind of reining them back? Or are we modern trying to be modern parents in mm. the fact that oh these things are are here we got to as parents we have to deal with it we have to manage it how how we how are we coping with that because that will play a massive part in the growth of your child and how quickly they develop yeah um and i guess it's school and like you said socials that doesn't help tv does that help you know all those soaps. I mean, I've not watched a soap opera for years, I, but I, what 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 is the message that's being put out there? I, I think TV's is personally. I think TV's playing less of a part mm. in children's not children, n- Not as much as when we were growing up, because yeah. we didn't have social media, so everything that we got was through TV. Yeah, our dress sense, our sense of humour, comedy was through the TV. Mm. Now, because of social media. Yeah. A lot of what the kids tune into is not necessarily... And plus also, we know we've got... You know, we only had four channels. Yeah. Now there's over 600 channels. You know, streaming. Yeah. You know, Netflix. So many, Netflix, so many different channels. So the influences of young kids is, is totally different. Mm. It's totally different. To, so we have to accept that kids will grow up quicker. Because it's a faster pace of life because there's more information coming into the house. Yeah. On that internet, yeah. in, that, in, in that super highway. So it's just how are we managing that? Yeah. How are we managing that? Because once the kids leave our, our home and go into the school, we, we know they, nine times out of ten, they act out on what they, they act on what they see. Yeah. They act out what they see. Well... Um, I think it's a lifelong issue <laughs> or question that's been asked for many, many years. Mm, mm, mm. As well as, you know, we, we can see in the, the, the questions here or the answers to the question, as Des has said here, says nobody has answered that question for, for 5,000 years. Each generation tries to emulate the previous one, finds out, develop, and something, something that the older generations had never Never, never had. had the older generations always complain now we have technology that aids multiple developments in many areas simultaneously the pace just multiples there's no end to it so it's a continuous isn't it yeah and, and i think and i and i agree with that comment it is it's it's as i said we had four channels yeah, <laughs> yeah we, well we, just we had we just had four we, we, we had, had three and yeah, then channel three. four came we we had a walkman <laughs> we had stereo now no streaming nothing now you got streaming so the mu- even instant the, yeah even the music now yeah because the music just doesn't come with it's just not the cover of, of an album now no it's actually now coming with clothing a lot of these these stars you know music stars yeah film stars are coming with their perfume range their clothing range yeah do you know I mean the makeup range? Yeah, we're still on the last question. We ask, we are asking, what, um, why do young people want to grow up so fast? And we highlighted. Sorry, guys, our um, internet seems to be down. It's it's quite funny. I think they're doing a lot of works. They keep saying a lot of works on 
um, the telephone lines and stuff at the moment. So um, things aren't as strong as they should be. And um, yeah, so that's just that's the only reason. So give us a call if you we still have a few minutes left. Oh seven eight nine five one three four seven one three, and let us know your views on what you think or why you think that young people um, want to grow up so fast. But like you said, um, Des said there, very very true. Each generation um, tries to emulate the previous one, and that's what it is. And then you said Kenny uh, regarding social media yeah. how that has a big influence yeah and, and also um the music industry the film industry because now these people who are making it big mm. don't just make it big with in one area yeah like they 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 branch into a clothing range then they'll do trainers and so so kids they want to wear this stuff yeah do you know what I mean? okay so, do you know what I mean so the, the, the these influences of these people mm. are making it hard for kids to want to just be kids. Be children, yeah. And sometimes, like you said, and I never thought of it from um, that point of view, that sometimes some children have to look after their parents, their ill parents that are probably... Yeah, child carers. Yeah, child carers, and they, so they don't get a, a young life in that way. So there's many, many there's reasons, many reasons. why... Um, young people want to grow up quickly but there was one question that I'm trying to find it I thought it was quite funny oh that's it was it was only one bracy he said just to get old and try to be young <laughs> and that's very true they they we want to grow up so quick they get there and they think oh no where my where my youthful days gone I want my youth back but that time is gone that the youngsters haven't enjoyed their youth because they've tried so so much to want to be grown when it wasn't there's always a time for everything right yeah no i agree with you they they're so focused of wanting to be adults that yeah. they forget to be children yes yeah and to be teenagers yeah they think once they're teen it's so weird once they're teenagers they think they're adults mm. but they've got a long long but they've got a long way to and they want to rush to get there I'd, and i don't think you really become an adult till like what 25 and even then, it's a push. You know, I, I just think people mature differently. Yeah. So like someone becomes, yeah, so, some people become quite adultish, can mm. I say that, quite early on. Yeah. Because, of, because, like I said, because of the influences in their life. Yeah. yeah. So the world plays a massive part in how children see the world and, some the, and, 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 and it accelerates their thinking. Mm. And their mannerisms. Well, we have come to the end of the show, beautiful people. Thank you so much for your time this evening. Thank you so much for your company. It's always a pleasure to have you on board with us. And yeah, really, just just um, give it a big shout out to George Flavors, the governor of the whole situation that we, we're really thankful that you've given us this platform, that we can discuss um, different topics and different things that really uh, are for us and by us and that pertain to mm -hmm. us. And sometimes they can be quite touchy. However, sometimes we these things need to be discussed, right? Oh, we've got a um, Chanel. Wow. Let's just let's just read this one quickly yeah, we'll, before we'll we go We'll off. finish on, on this comment, I think. Yeah. yeah, so Chanel says... Oh, yes, my answer to this was, I believe it's due to lack of guidance, mainly. It starts from the home 
And if there is no solid role model setting positive examples of what is and isn't appropriate for age, then the next place young people look to nowadays is icons and cele- or are icons and celebrities, most of whom you look at and say, well, they're only 16, for example, because all you have to do is look at their appearance and activities they're engaging in just for them to appear to be older than they are. And in today's society, I don't think many parents are as bothered about their children being grown or not. On the other hand, many young people have been dealt horrible cards and have life experiences which forces them to grow up because fast because maybe they were robbed of their childhood and didn't know any other way, didn't know better. So it may not always be that it's a want but and not knowing how to live life as a child. That's so beautiful. That's, that's, a, very, oh, that's, very a, true. that's a lovely comment to end on. Very, isn't very it? true. So a with that in mind, we're going to shout out all of the DJs. I hope I've not forgotten anyone tonight. And um, yeah, it's it's just amazing. Thank you so much for your support, everybody. Yes. I, I just quickly, Sunday, we went to a family shindig. Yeah. Oops. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Time. I just want to. I just will quickly shout out all my fa- all the family, all the family, all the family, and all 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 flavor family out there as well. Thank you for listening. Thank you so you. much. And I guess all we have left to say is we will see y'all on the, on other, the other side. side. Take care. While he was scheming, I was dreaming in the beamer, just steaming. Can't believe that I called my man cheating. So I found another way to make him pay for it all. So I went to Neiman Marcus on a shopping spree.